Hi, and welcome to Entrepreneur Minds Speak. Um, my name is Lauren Kasgren Tindall, and I am a branding and packaging uh, designer, and I have a business called Creme de Mint. Um, and I'm here today with Natalie. Hi, my name is Natalie. I'm founder of Cloud Create, which is a web development and design business based in Tampa. And today we are going to talk about niche. Like what is a niche? Like what is a business niche? And how do you do it? How do you find it? How do you go from being a general service provider, or product provider, and to actually targeting a specific kind of person? Yeah. And why is it important? You know, why is a niche important? Why not just sell to everybody? I mean, I get this question all the time. Whenever I get on the phone with somebody, I always ask them, like, who is your target audience? And oftentimes I hear responses like, everyone's my target audience because everyone likes food. Or if it's like a skincare line, they might say like, well, all women are my target audience. Like they don't want to, um, they, they want to make sure that they're selling to as many people as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And they want to include everybody, which is good. Right. Exactly. But that is also a problem too, because when you launch a business and you have a very broad audience and you want to appeal to everybody and sell to everybody, it can actually hurt your business. You can end up appealing to nobody. Exactly. Because the truth is one of the best things you can do for your brand is to be highly focused on who that person is, what problem you're solving and how you're different than your competitors. Exactly. You went through that process, right? Where you you kind of like went into an industry specific. Do you want to maybe like tell your story on that a little bit? I'm actually curious. Absolutely. So, you know, I do branding and packaging. And when I first started out as a graphic designer, I thought, okay, I'll just be a graphic designer. So I'm designing for everybody. But I also had some very specific skills in package design. And so I started carving out, okay, I'm just going to be focusing on package design. But then I got more specific and I focus on food, beauty, and supplement industries. And that is my niche. So it doesn't mean I don't do, I don't work with other types of businesses, but it means that's mostly who I work with. And that is a specific group of people that when they see, oh, she creates branding and packaging for food, beauty, and supplement products. I want somebody who really knows that market. And so then I suddenly appeal to those specific people that are looking for that specific service. It's very helpful to have a niche, especially when things are very competitive. I feel like in markets where maybe it's a little less competitive, um, you might be able to be a little bit more broad and still have a good audience. You know, as things become more competitive, it's even more important to differentiate. Oh, I totally agree. And I think that it's also, it's, it's a nice way to make your space in the market 
So maybe, you know, you have a very, very targeted audience. Let's say if you're a product-based company, you're only talk, targeting a very specific demographic. Once you completely own that, you can always expand from there, but then you have your dedicated audience and then you can kind of branch out and start appealing to more people. But I feel like it kind of comes down to really being able to explain your value well. Like I know for me when, you know, there's a million web design companies out there. I work with companies that are, you know, they've been around for a while. They already have a product that's doing well, um, but their, their business maybe started to slow down or kind of taper off or even stagnates due to the fact that their website is a bit outdated. Like that's a very specific kind of person and a very specific kind of problem that I love helping people solve. And people that have that exact problem, they're going to be immediately like, oh my God, you're exactly who I'm trying to work with. Doesn't mean that I don't work with other people, but that's definitely a focus that has made it really easy for me to be able to explain what I do to people rather than just being like, oh yeah, I, I build websites because there's very many people that build websites. Absolutely. And I think for what you do specifically, Natalie, I feel like there are a lot of pain points that people have when they interact with developers and with web design companies. For myself, like when I've worked with developers, there's certain things that in that industry seem to be more challenging to find people that are reliable, that, that know what they're doing, that can communicate well. And so I feel like those things are pain points. And so therefore you can talk to those pain points. Yeah. You and I have talked about that, how when you talk yeah. to your clients or potential clients, you, you know, you hear their pain points, you can really, um, you know, show that you do care, that you are responsive, that you know what you're talking about. And knowing that these other competitors, they haven't really spent time on those pain points. Like you really can differentiate yourself. Exactly, which is another form of niching, you know, even though it's not necessarily industry specific, it's very kind of problem specific. And, um, you know, it also makes it very clear for somebody if they, you know, I, I end up on the phone or on a call with somebody and it can be very easily seen if we're not exactly a perfect fit, you know, maybe they're too early on in their business and they don't need a big fancy website yet. They just need, you know, something simple to test out their product on and, you know, send ads to a landing page or something. Um, so it makes it very easy to be able to help find those clients that are really going to value your work and also just help cut off the conversation fast if it's not the right fit rather than, you know, going through the process and then finding out that it's not correct halfway through. Yeah, absolutely. With niches, you have to craft them carefully. You have to make a decision and really understand your market and think smaller is actually bigger. In yeah. Smaller is not all over the map. It's highly focused. And that is actually from a book called Niche Craft. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of people overlook this part. And if you don't really know what makes you different or what makes you special, and you don't really have that niche, how are you going to be able to reach? How are you going to be able to reach people and for them to actually feel like, oh, this is interesting. This is special. This is something I want to buy. 
a lot of businesses, especially in the US, they start out of a person's passion for whatever their product is. So they'll have a product and they're like, I love this product. I want to make a business out of this product. Now, just because they like that product and they think the product is fantastic and everyone should have it does not mean that everyone's automatically going to buy it. So I, I love that part of our job of like, okay, cool. You have this product. Who really wants to buy that already? Who is sitting out there just waiting for this product to be put in front of them so they can buy it? And it kind of flips the whole narrative and it makes a business owner kind of stop and think, of the other side. Who is this customer that they need to reach? And that can help take away so much effort in the business that becomes wrongly placed. Like running ads to the wrong demographics can really rack up costs very easily or going to the wrong trade shows or putting it in the wrong stores, whatever you're doing um, to push out your product. When you know exactly who you're selling to, you can be not only very smart about it, but you can also be very creative and find where those particular kind of people are hanging out and then put your product in front of there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that by doing that, you will, it'll be more profitable. You know, you want to make sure that whatever niche you choose is a profitable niche, which means you want to make sure there's enough people that have that issue. But, you know, by doing all of these things that we're saying, by niching down, you won't have to spend as much money to get to those people because you have a very specific group of people. You're not just marketing to everyone. Back in the day, you know, you could run ads and you could pretty much always make money running ads because the ads were cheap and people hadn't been marketed to online yet. So you could catch people's attention with pretty generic messages just like improve your life, you know, that already might get some traction. Now you really have to, you have to make it feel like a personalized experience um, to people and social media does help them with that, you know, to be able to forward your message through these various social media and being able to, you know, create your own audience on Instagram or on wherever and kind of facilitate people that already are interested in your product. I think that's like a huge benefit to people these days to be able to really carve out their space online um, where they can sell to and have a community that really understands and likes the product. Absolutely. I completely agree. Um, One of the things I just want to add to this is that um, when you're thinking about who this target customer is, so make like a, an avatar, like a fictional character that you want to target and think about the demographics, the psychographics of that character. Demographics uh, would be something like, you know, age, gender, um, marital status, uh, income level, education, location, language. Whereas psychographics, that could be like worldview, passions, like needs and wants, um, pain points, spending habits. So it's really important to think about some of those things when you're creating that customer persona, um, it may also be industry specific factors, you know, like if you're launching a beauty brand, um, you might want to consider key features of your audience. Like, you know, maybe it's their skin type or, you know, if you're launching a food brand and focusing on specific allergies, um, and it doesn't, I mean, you could have multiple personas, multiple avatars that you're marketing to, but it's important to start to create that persona and actually like 
put a picture with it and create a whole story about that persona. Oh, I love that idea. Like I overlooked this. And when I implemented this on my kind of ideal clients, now this might be more for service-based um, industries, but who knows, it, it might be able to be applied to a product-based company as well. I'm sure it could be, which is um, where's the awareness of the person at? So, and what I mean by that is, for example, and I'll just take websites for an example, since that's what I do, right? You can have on the one side of the spectrum, you have a client who has maybe a vague idea of a product, doesn't know how to market it yet, doesn't know what the brand would look like, doesn't know how they're going to sell it, like a very vague idea for a business. Now, that would be like a very low awareness of what they need. Then you can have on the other end of the spectrum, somebody that is so... They know so exactly what they want and they just need someone that can use some particular tool. And that is not always perfect either, because a lot of the times that person, you know, maybe it's easier or cheaper for them to hire someone in-house to just do that with, because they just know exactly what they want already. So, so you have to think with whatever your service or your product is, where could someone be on like the awareness scale? Do they know a lot about the product already? Are they looking for exactly what you're doing or do they need a little bit more help? So then I do a bit more consulting and I help them, you know, find their target market and I help go through a bit of a process with them to help nail down their messaging. Maybe it's an awareness point of where the clients that I'm looking for are as well. And I think that probably can apply to any business. Everybody has some kind of awareness about a product, like a product awareness or not. Right. I think so too. And there's so many, so many things I started thinking about when you were sharing that, like I was thinking about, you know, making sure that when you create that website, that it actually is speaking to whoever that niche is that you've created. Like maybe you're like, okay, I want to target eco-conscious females from 22 to 42 or something like that. Say that all your graphics are not targeting that, are, are targeting maybe a male demographic that's older or something else you know, you can, you, you could end up missing your niche. So it's really important that you get those graphics down, that you really understand your audience, not just this is who I want to target, but understand it might be something you like yourself, but it might not be communicating to that audience that you're trying to reach. And so that's really, really important to understand that part. And, you know, a lot of times that's what, that's what we help our clients out with is, is figuring that out. We'll create mood boards. We'll dive into understanding um, the brand story, taking what makes that business special and amplifying it, creating graphics that reach their target audience. That's so true. Just as an example, I had a client, their product was very spiritual based and their colors were like a medium blue and a gray. So it was basically very clinical looking, kind of like a doctor website. So did not communicate the right kind of product whatsoever. Yeah, that always makes me really sad when I see that happen because I feel like there's such a missed opportunity there you know, you may have paid somebody to professionally do this amazing website 
and yet it's still not communicating to the audience that you think it should be communicating to. There's a lot of pieces to thinking about your niche and making sure that you're staying relevant, that you're connecting with the right people. And for example, with packaging, I think about, oftentimes I think about Victoria's Secret when I think about niche because Victoria's Secret, they have, you know, for Victoria's Secret Pink, they have a very young audience. And when I worked there years ago, they had fragrance that it looked like it was being marketed to, to an older demographic. It was a white box and it had P-I-N-K at the top. And they wanted this brand to be targeting a younger audience. So we worked on the redesign. We created something for a younger audience. But what we created, you know, several years ago is not relevant today. Pink has changed. Now they are um, gender free. They're focusing on the things that are important to their niche now. They're still trying to reach this specific demographic, but what's important to that demographic has changed. Your niche, it can stay the same niche, but still evolve over time. So maybe something that you had a product design for years ago isn't relevant to today's same target demographic, target audience. And so you have to think about that and continue to evolve your brand. Because if you have a continuous communication with your clients, you're going to know their buttons. You're going to know what it is that they want from you. You will find out, they will give you feedback. And whether you get that from one-on-one phone calls, or you get that through, you know, social media interactions, or even surveys, like there's so many ways to get information. But like the companies that are able to evolve this way, they're able to do that because they actually know what their clients are doing and what's important to them. And they stay on top of those those bullet points. And I notice a lot of clients um, or like a lot of business owners, I mean, even start and this can range from startups or even to businesses that have like slowed in growth a little bit. They are not calling their customers they're not finding out like, hey, how did you like this product? Can it be improved? Did you have any product problems with it? Or um, just like you were mentioning in regards to websites, you know, there's a lot of problems out there in that field that people run into. And I would never know about them if I wasn't constantly talking to people and new clients or new potential clients that are telling me their experiences with, you know, having their websites built over the years. Um, Because that's also changed. So I think that could be like as one takeaway that could probably benefit everybody, like keep talking to your customers and clients as you grow, even when you get big, like keep some kind of communication there so that you can stay on top of what's important to them. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with that. And I think that also need to like, look at your sales. If your sales are starting to drop off, why is that happening? Just making sure that you stay relevant and that you know what's going on in your market. You know, the shifts that are happening so that you can, you know, shift your, your business. It's kind of like working on the business versus working in the business, just keeping on having that forward view and knowing where you're going with your company. Well, I think on that note, um, that wraps up our episode on niches and we look forward to seeing you next time on Entrepreneur Mind Speak. Thank you and bye. Bye.